To hear a playlist for all the bands we talked about today, head over to Spotify and check out the Prague Spaces playlist for Prague Cast episode number nine. What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Progcast, presented by the Prog Space. Today, Dario and I are going to talk about a bunch of singles and videos that dropped in the last two weeks, including stuff from Queensryche, Devin Townsend, Oomful, Jordan Rudis, Lonely Robot, Port Noir, and many more. Stay tuned, freaks. What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Progcast. I'm your host, Randy Salo, together with... Dario from the Prox Base. What's up, Dario? All good. How about you? It's been two weeks since we saw each other. Yeah. No. We saw yeah. each other at a gig last week. I oh, yes. Haha, <laughs> there was a gig. Uh, and there, there was. was another gig not happening. And there was another uh, gig not happening. Yeah, we, we should talk about that quickly, I think. Yeah, um, jump into it. I mean, last time we talked about a couple of upcoming gigs, like the release gig of, gig of your band, this is not an elephant, which was really cool. Thank you. Uh, um, but then I was really looking forward to seeing Sky Harbor and Hypnose again, but unfortunately they had to cancel the whole tour because the poor guys from Sky Harbor didn't get their visa fixed in time, Awful. Uh, which really sucks because they they put a, a lot of money already into the flights and pre-production, I guess. Um, it's, it's, and I mean, the cost of the venues, I mean, I'm sure there's like... Some upfront costs. I mean, for all the venues that are booked. Did the other bands continue the tour? No, no. They, they, I mean, they Sky were the Har- headliner. Yeah, right? Sky Harbor was the headliner, so so they had to cancel the whole thing, which Yeesh. is a really big bummer for them. So I hope uh, they can recover from that financially somehow and come back to Europe because it's a cool band and it was a great package. Yeah, and I mean, it's not the guys. first time they've been here, so I mean... Yeah, I've seen... Well, I mean, we've seen them on different occasions yep. in Munich, on in, on different tours, so they've been a couple of times, but I, damn, I just hate this stupid countries and uh, borders and visa thing. I mean, yeah. they would just want to play for their fans. It's not that they're going to, like, steal some tax money... Uh, out of this, it's the same for America. I mean, yeah. when when I uh, for for the United States to be precise, because um, I went, I, I, uh, I'm following the Proc Power USA Facebook page, and mm. um, so a couple of times there was already the problem with the visa um, not yeah, getting approved. Bands, right? yeah, yeah. For, yeah, and I think first time Haken played there, Richard. Didn't get a Rich's visa didn't get approved and stuff like that and and I was wondered why and so I um, actually saw that um, they are working with this guy from I, I don't remember his name but he has like this little company which is only this guy called Play America. Uh, okay, um, he's handling. He's basically a lawyer, an immigration lawyer who can handle the paperwork and stuff. For yes, um, I'm not sure if he's an immigration lawyer. He's a lawyer, and he does this because he's a metalhead and he's a yeah. fan. And uh, as far as I understood, he does it in his free time. Yeah, um, which is really awesome, like the community thing yeah. we have here um, as well. But he, he he's posting stuff on like like mountains uh, huge mountains of paperwork for 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 one small band wow. um to be printed out in 
10, 20 duplicates and, and then it's sometimes it's just a random decision. Sometimes it takes weeks and months. Sometimes he has a decision right away and it's just wow. random immigration <laughs> bullshit. I mean, what, what does it have to do with immigration? It's a band. They want to have a tour. They want to tour. They want to play for their fans. The fans are waiting. I don't... Sorry, I don't get it. I'm... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, rent over. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy sounds interesting. It sound, I mean, like, from a documentary point of view, it might be... The story sounds interesting, like somebody Absolute, who absolutely. dedicates their time and, like, navigates that system to help bands come play. I mean, this yeah. is a cool story. Yeah. Anyway, that that was that. Was that. <laughs> that was that. That little intro rant. And there wasn't any other shows since Sky Harbor, right, that you went to? Uh, was there... Well, I decided to skip. Um, I, I mean, I could have gone to the other show from the Australian bands uh, that night. Sleep makes waves. Yeah, and and Cog, but I decided to have a day off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you didn't see the Devon concert last night. No, right? it was last night exactly. Devon Townsend was playing last night acoustic tour. Yeah. I haven't um, seen any hubbub on my Facebook. Uh, timeline today so far normally people have would have been posting things but i haven't seen one thing from the gig i've seen from from a good friend of mine from kim she posted that was awesome that was really entertaining and cool and she was really happy that was that that's also a cool thing she was all, uh, actually posting that she was so happy and glad that it was kind of the first concert in munich where people were actually listening and not like babbling and, and talking throughout the whole gig, oh, yeah. which is of course super important if it's like acoustic, acoustic the whole time. So was yeah. there? A, did he have a band with him, or was it literally just him and a guitar? It was just him and the guitar. Oh my god! <laughs> and some stories to tell. Yeah, I guess. And like a I mean, storyteller evening. Yeah, like, I, rem I like, remember this from MTV. I think some years ago, the storytellers series where. Yeah. bands would play a song and then kind of tell a story about that song, where it comes from, yeah. or some story that's associated with mm. it. So. Damien Wilson does this for a long time already. Ah. Uh, solo, yeah. Hmm. Um, or, or with Adam Wakeman together. Both. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, I think we don't have anything. Uh, we were going to do an interview today, and that has been pushed off to next week, so yes. we won't spoil what that's going to be. Um, but I think we're going to just jump into an already long list of what's hot. Yeah, and I just uh, saw at our good friend Jason's The Prague Mind Facebook feed that we have a new video from Dead Can Dance out. It was released last week. And the album Dionysus was released last year already. Um, in November and the video I haven't seen it Randy hasn't seen it either so it's from the song or for the song Act 2 The Invocation we're just gonna watch it and then we're gonna talk about it and then we're gonna have because I, I listened to the album once like last December or something okay. and I'm not uh, we both are not that much familiar with That Can Dance yep. so it's gonna be the most unbiased reaction I guess uh, so far. But it will be a delayed reaction because we won't actually... We're still talking about whether or not we're going to film us watching these videos, <laughs> uh, which seems like everybody does that now, so maybe it's kind of dumb. 
but maybe it's kind of cool because there doesn't seem to be any, anybody that's really dedicated to the prog thing, yeah. watching videos and talking. And it sometimes can be entertaining, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That what we say in the, <laughs> in the meantime. And maybe sometimes it's more brutally honest than when we come <laughs> back and like censor ourselves <laughs> yeah. to uh, say what we really think. Okay, we're going to watch it. We'll be right back. Let's have a look. Okay, so we just watched the video from Dead Can Dance for the track Act 2, The Invocation. Yeah. Well, Dead Can Dance uh, has been a long time going with on and off periods. I mean, there's been a long time where they didn't do anything together. The two main uh, guys, uh, main people, uh, so it's, it's Brandon Perry and... Uh, Lisa Gerard, of course. Um, they started out in the in the eighties. I think they moved from Australia to to England. Ah, okay. At one point, so um, yeah, kind of an international um, world music act. Le le there's not there's not really a band, um, not really a band or rock or metal music. It's it's world music, and they. They've been pretty uh, successful with their stuff um, and still pretty unique. And yeah, um, their, their, their ritualistic uh, vibe is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Um, sort of meditative. Yeah. And the video, video was cool. It was sort of um, uh, ethno-documentary, apparently, according to the yeah. comments. Some, some f folk traditions from bulgaria yeah dancing um people dressed up as spirits or ghosts and ghouls dancing in the streets with bells and watching the landscape change from winter to spring yeah and um and you wanted to say something about uh the compa comparison to like the alps traditions here yeah yeah i mean the, the, it 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 really reminded me of that um carnival thing that's like the the traditional carnival thing in the Alp, alps region from the alemannic traditions also like yeah dating back way before the christianization of europe like actually the whole pagan rituals of chasing away winter with these masks and stuff so yeah it reminded me a lot of that so yeah i think it's it's still in that front it draws from the same period of time i guess yeah yeah i'm gonna have to check out the the album at least on apple music or something and just let it jam in the background and yeah see where it takes my spirit yeah that's 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 what these kind of albums tend to do all right moving on we have a couple of more uh three more albums or actually songs from albums that were released last year First up, uh, German or international collective, The Ocean, post-metal, awesome stuff. They uh, released their album Fanerozoic, actually, uh, at the same day as Dead Can Dance released the album in November. Um, and they released um, a live in the studio, in the Ghost City Studios, from the Ghost City Sessions um, and a video for the song Silurian Age of Sea Scorpions. 
Yeah. And do, what is this um, Ghost City Recordings? I guess that's a YouTube channel on its own, right? Um, yeah, I haven't... And they record bands in the studio, which I always think is a really cool thing. Um, but I don't, I don't really know how, where they are. I haven't done the thorough background We'll check, check on that. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, cool. Dario, that was the Ocean Collective, or just the Ocean, as they are also more formally referred to. Yeah. Silurian Age of Sea Scorpions. Silurian. Silurian. Silurian, I guess. Those guys and their album and song titles. (laughs) That nobody can pronounce. (laughs) No, cool band. I'm, I'm, I'm actually... A little bit sad that I wasn't able to catch them on their latest tour for that album, Phanerozoic. Um They they actually did two legs. First on the first leg last uh, fall, they stopped in Munich. But on that weekend, I was in the Netherlands, and now in the spring they had another leg, the second leg of the tour, and they. Just been to Stuttgart and Nuremberg or what, and so I couldn't make it because I've never seen them with uh, Luik, the singer, the new singer who's been with them probably for ten years now. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, well, I've seen them once at the Prague Power Europe um, headlining with their la- l- previous album, um, uh, Pelagial, mm-hmm. uh, but they it was a special instrumental set playing the whole album as an instrumental funny thing about that album like the little bit of backstory um they, before that album they were doing the anthropocentric and heliocentric double album and uh, did extensive touring and that those were the two first albums with Luik and uh he kind of screamed his lungs out and damaged his voice so he was uh he was uh in in in, in therapy and like had to get his voice back oh, and wow. some, something like that and learn how to sing properly without damaging his voice yeah. and uh so they actually composed the whole plagial album as an with an as an instrumental piece like they 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 wanted to to release it completely instrumental and um but yeah then he was he was kind of okay he recovered, he was re- recovered yep. and then they said okay let's try to put some vocals on one song and uh before they could uh, before I, I, they realized they, they, they had the, music they, yeah they had the whole album with, okay. with with um with vocals and and an amazing uh well my cool concept about the the ocean, actually, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> um, so the, it was a double album, like one, and, and it works perfectly as a, as a, as, a, as an instrumental as well. Yeah. It's it's a really amazing album, but that's why I've never seen them. Well, actually, I've seen them like way back when they were touring with Opeth, when they still had two vocalists. Oh, okay. um, uh, they were supporting Opeth. I saw them actually here at backstage work, but it's uh, that that is ten years ago, I think. Um, uh, and I didn't know them that well back then, and I was not yet into all. Uh, in, they were like more brutal back then, and yeah. I wasn't yet into that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully 
maybe they don't take that long between two between this album and the next album like they did between the last two so i hope i i'm gonna be able to see them next year or something yeah cool because it's a it's a cool band um yeah I like the the video um, because I always like these like in the studio recordings. They always have something classy about them, you know. Like when you bands do this, uh, as I was saying, I think between the buried and me did this two albums ago. They had another had a session like this where they did maybe two, three songs from that album that came out then, and um, it's cool to see it live in a not live setting you know like yeah. just like it's it because i think there's like an intimacy with it because you feel Absolutely. like it feels it feels like you 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 are in the rehearsal room exactly. with them yeah and that's what i like about these kinds of performance videos and i mean i almost as a fan and as a musician i think i like these more than just a performance video of a band because yeah it, there's some more some yeah, it's like a bonus um, version, you know, uh, of a song that you yeah. only have on, on, on YouTube. So Yeah. Okay, cool. Moving on. Um, we have actually from Germany, the next one is The Intersphere with the title track of their latest album, The Grand Delusion. Some alternative pro here. They um, edited together some live footage from their tour, from the release tour last year. And they're actually going to go on tour again as support for Coheed and Cambria in April and May in Ger for the German tour dates. Definitely hope to check out that tour in general because I'm a Coheed fan. So, uh, yeah, let's see what this is. Yeah, Dario, what do you think? I mean, the Inner Sphere, I know them because uh, my bandmates have talked about them a lot over the years. And also in my former band, there was a lot of like reference points to what the Inner Sphere are doing, maybe because they're a German band um, as well. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's not, um, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, the video is, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, if you compare like the live footage of that to like the live in the studio, I mean, I like the live studio stuff a little bit better. This is a bit more controlled, but it's also kind of endearing and authentic, you know, yeah, seeing an actual live show from them and not just like them putting the album music underneath live footage. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to them for that. That's uh, actually the first time I saw, uh, I heard their music was at a live show. They were supporting Carnival oh, wow. here in Munich. Um which was really cool. I mean, I had a bike accident on the way there, and I, my my hand was open, but I enjoyed the concert anyway. Yikes! <laughs> um, hand yeah. cannot bleed. <laughs> I thought it was cool, um, and then I went home to check them out uh, on the studio recordings, and it didn't do much for me actually. So, um, and I also checked out that new album and. Yeah, it's not really my kind of alternative. Too, maybe too much alternative pop things in it. That's not my cup of tea, just I to mean, be honest. <laughs> I think that there's not a lot of bands like this either. You know, I mean, because if I think like who can support Carnival and if they look for like an alternative prog band in Germany, for yeah. instance, yeah. This, what other bands come to mind besides the Inner Sphere? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, funny, right? Because yeah. uh, I mean, there's certainly like bands like that around but from yeah. germany the inner sphere is the one band i think of 
I think I can't think of another band that's like. Uh, I'm, I'm, I might know some smaller underground bands um, that might, might actually, yeah, if they they do their work properly, like, and if they with a little bit of luck, they could be the next the Intersphere. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a cool band from from um, Düsseldorf area, I think. Um, they're called Amberfield. They oh, okay. have the female vocals, but also this alternative prog feel, but also more more porcupine tree and, and stuff. In Haven't it. we talked about them on the show? I'm not sure if we talked about Amberfield. If you mentioned them maybe, in like a roundup or something? Maybe I mentioned them at the like um, coolest debut albums yeah. from last year. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I'll check that out. Okay, so we got to move on because otherwise it's going to take forever to get yes, through all this stuff. Yes, we have one one little one last little thing about uh, release from last year that was uh, actually the guitar wizard girl Sarah Longfield. Uh, that she put out uh, her solo album Disparity in November last year through Season of Mist and put out a little playthrough video for the song now which is actually um i was quite surprised because i was um expecting with the album with the whole album i was expecting more more like the usual um guitar oriented instrumental shred core whatever but it's like the complete opposite yeah so that was her play th- playthrough video i guess but a, a very unique take on a playthrough video that's not yeah. just a playthrough but also feels like uh, a bit of a snapshot of of some moment that she maybe had, or on a trip she went, or on tour, yeah, yeah, or some, some 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 highway of time lapse stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, but this overhead shot too of the city. And yeah, uh, but but um, that maybe has also uh, something to do with the song that it's not like. Uh, the whole song through some interesting guitar lines and crazy stuff, show off stuff. She's it's it's actually quite soundtrack cinematic, um, far eastern new age mm. <laughs> kind of uh, sound. Yeah. And, and and she does some very delicate uh, plucking on her, which is nice, nice because often playthroughs guitar. are all like the noodly like. Yeah. Noodly tracks. Sarah Longfield is going on tour in the U.S. with uh, her buddy Felix Martin. We talked about Felix Martin last time. Mm-hmm. The yep. Venezuelan uh, 12-string guitar uh, crazy guy. So they're touring together in May th- throughout the, ho- the U.S. I think the tour is from the 1st until the 31st May of May. So the whole May they're going to be on tour in the United States. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, that was it from the 2018 releases. And now we have one of uh, my favorite non-metal releases from this year so far. Crystal Linder from Sweden, uh, living in New York, actually, um, from his new album Across the Never, which is out since February 8th. And he made a really cool artsy visual and lyrics video for the opening track Awake and Dissolve Yeah, so we just watched Krista Lindner's Awake and Dissolve I think this may be one of my favorite um, 
uh, lyric animation videos in a while. Well, we have a couple of more crazy stuff coming up. You yeah, can uh, I have to compare, but I, I like it because it's like so unique and it doesn't feel like yeah, so a lyric it, video, it, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not generic, uh, as is the music, because it's some spine chilling, uh, really emotional, uh, electronic only uh, um, stuff with his crazy, uh, crazy voice. unique voice. Um, yeah. I like it. It kind of reminded me of, of something else, and I can't really remember. Maybe something like No Man's Land or something, Tim Bonus or has this okay. kind of feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, could be. I mean, but I, I like this this kind of stuff. I don't listen to this kind of music that often, but I really liked that. And I think I would definitely check out the album. Yeah. For for those who, who don't know, uh once again, Christy Linder is the guy who um sang the last bit on Catatonia's Night is the New Day on the song Departer. Right. Yeah, cool. That's the connection to the prog world, actually. <laughs> yeah. And we have uh, next up uh, prog metal um, veterans, Queensryche. And we talked about them a little bit uh, over the last shows with their uh, three uh, singles leading up to the release of the new album, Blood of the Levant, which is out since March 1st through Century Media. And we were not really sold, actually, because we also... Both of us lost a little bit of interest in Queensryche. And when we said that, I, well, I went home. After after I said that on the last show, I think I went home and then I then this new video popped up and I watched it and I was completely blown blown away by the driving um, verse riff. And, and I, I thought, wow, this is the best Queensryche song I have heard in years. Uh, and it's called Light Years and it's it was just a, yeah... Performance video um, with the surprise of Casey Grillo on drums. Yeah, interesting. Symphony X, right? No, uh, Camelot. Camelot. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> close, <hold on. laughs> close enough. No. Jason, Jason. Jason Rulo. Rulo. Not Grillo. Grillo, Rulo. Rulo. <laughs> Sorry, Jason Rulo. Um, okay, the next one uh, coming up on the list is, of course, we talked about him earlier because he played an acoustic show last night in Munich. Yeah. Devin Townsend. Okay, so we just watched the video for Devin Townsend. Spirits will collide, and I had actually seen it already, but only as a mashup with the Enya song. Only uh, time. Only time. Yeah, uh, it's it's really similar. The yeah, the this main melody line, but I, but then I then I read that he actually said at one point in inter, in an interview that this was like an Inya-inspired song, and that he would love to do a whole album of songs like this. Oh, okay. And that there's just one on this album, but that yeah. that would be something he would like to do, like big romantic rock music yeah. stuff. I'm I'm happy for now that he, he has all those opera and death metal elements. And well, musical and elements. And music and, and everything and bird songs and whatnot on Empath. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean the video is uh, yeah I don't know it doesn't do much for me. Uh, I mean like big stage, look how cool in, in outer I mean, space does, with the you know Devin doesn't need that in my opinion. He's no, like, yeah. we all know he's cool. You know it's like 
Mm-hmm. Now we all want uh, him to bring a gorilla on bass uh, for the tour and yeah. and the, and the and the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like CGI video. But I mean, a cool song. I mean, the first time I heard it, I also immediately thought of the Inya song because it's so close, and not only because of the melody line, but also the fact that the person singing the melody line is sort of this female choir that has this sort of angelic sound yeah. and it matches so well to Inya. Yeah. Um, and and now, nowadays, if I hear that Inya song, all I can think about is Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits on those two Volvo trucks. Remember that, <laughs> that commercial? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 don't, I didn't know that it was with that Inya yeah. uh, song. Um, for me, it's, I think it's for me. Weirdly enough, it's more relate uh, um, connected in my mind with with nine eleven because they played it a lot uh, because it had this mournful sound. Really? After, yeah. yeah. I, maybe in Europe, not in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> we were we weren't listening to Inya in New York City during nine eleven. I can tell you that. But interesting. Um, oh. I never had those two images together, or the sound of that music and that image in my yeah. mind until now. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I promised uh, some more graphically uh, interesting uh, lyrics videos. So next up, we have the second single from the cool, young, crazy Norwegians, Umfull. Yeah, Dario, that was, we listened, we just watched the video for Umfull. Tell us about it. Yeah, Umfull are from Norway. We were also already talking about the first single from, for that album. And the album is called As the Water Covers the Sea. Damn it. Which is out uh, right now, actually. So, not now, when I'm, when we're talking... Like now we're talking about this, but yeah. it's, it's not out now. But when you're listening to this, it's gonna be out right on April twelfth. Um, so yeah, the first single was uh, "Band Playthrough," and this one uh, like a performance video, and this one is a really cool lyrics video. Um, also, kind of a band playthrough, <laughs> yeah, in, in its own way, um, with the silhouettes of the band members and the words flying around them. Yeah, really nicely done. Really cool, cool stuff, and uh, yeah, some cool song. I, I I think with this song, I'm a little bit more sold on the band, so maybe ah, I I'll see. dig in a bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I still can't recommend Sleep enough. Yeah, Sleep is just the <laughs> the magnum opus from them so far. Uh, let's see what they what they have, uh, what they are gonna bring to the table with their whole next album it's there so for more effort so really cool band taken style prog metal um you think so yeah this didn't remind me of haken what whatsoever okay well the the overall approach yeah maybe all these like like changes in musical styles and then like the sort of cool rich henshaw jazzy solo (laughs) thing i guess i could see what you mean but like the sound of the guitars in this, like, this doesn't, this strikes me as something else. Okay. Like, and then, of course, the growly screams and then the melodic stuff. So, eh, I'll have to check it out, though, maybe to see see where your reference point comes from, because I don't know them other than this. So Yeah. Um, well, you're going to hear it in sleep. I'm going to hear it. 
You're going to hear it in sleep, definitely. Sleep. Sleep. Sleep is good. Okay, uh, what's... <laughs> I, sorry, I have to do this. Sleep is wrong. Do you know the reference? N- no. Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. Oh my God, you just brought up <laughs> Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. Sleep is wrong. The morning star <laughs> shines so brightly. You know why I I had the first two albums from them? Yeah. I, I think they made another one, Earth 2, maybe. Not sure. Um, but you know why I heard about them? And this is a really funny reference point. John Petrucci talked about them one time. Oh, wow. And it was in some interview. They were like, hey, what are you listening to nowadays? And he was like, oh, there's a band called Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. And I was like, get out of here. And then I got the the first album or whatever it was at the Crazy time. Crazy stuff. And it's kind of a, a funny to hear it from him, you know, because it's so yeah. uh, kind of avant-garde. It doesn't strike me as something that Petrucci would be into. You yeah, know? absolutely. But, um, but very cool. It's And it's like a running gag in my household, like... Um, if somebody's sleepy, if we say, yeah. oh, yeah, are you, are you getting sleepy? It's always, yeah, sleepy time, gorilla museum. <laughs> it's like an ongoing family it's, joke. Uh, actually, a, a joke with a good friend of mine, uh, Patty, my best friend from school days, uh, is al- always when we're like out partying and, well, should we go to sleep now? Sleep is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're cool. going back to New York City. New York. New York. Valence. Uh, instrumental fusion metal and it's the third single for their album Cognitive Dissidents uh, out on April 12th and the single is called Walrus and it's being premiered over at the colleagues from New Noise magazine. Some cool stuff, a little bit uh, jammy uh, oriented song, this Walrus. Now we, we, we didn't we didn't talk about them yet. On, oh, okay. So it's the first time that we mentioned Valence on the show. Ah, okay, cool band. Um, well, going on with the fusion theme a little bit, <laughs> we have Jordan Rudess uh, with the more or less title track for his solo album Wired for Madness, Part One. Part One. <laughs> and there we have. Uh, Animated science fiction visualization lyrics video by Wayne Joyner, like the Dream Theater stuff. And I'm, um, I, I, I want to say about this, um, I don't understand from a marketing perspective uh, why put put out a solo album like during the same time as your main band is putting out an album mm. and have similar graphic style. Yep. Um, Go go with it. I mean, maybe he just want, wanted to have it out when it, when it's done. I don't know, but from I I would have done it differently. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I th- yeah. I think it's a good question, mostly because the Dream Theater stuff is is heavily um, now heavily um, connected to the Wayne Joyner visuals for for all of the animated videos for their songs. Um, and Jordan's album, I, I'm, I mean, to be honest, I was, of course, really looking forward to the Dream Theater album, being the fan of that I am. But I was kind of more looking forward to Jordan's album because it's the first, you know, it's the first solo album from him 
in a, quite a few years, yeah. you know, since he did that bigger symphony project and, um, and then like a mellow piano project. Um, and so I was really looking forward to, to, to where he goes, especially because since then he's made a lot of leaps and bounds in the music technology world and created even more instruments and worked on more people's, um, yeah, new developments and stuff. So I thought this will probably all kind of come into this thing. Yeah. And for me, the music already from the new Jordan record is so vastly different than the Dream Theater album. Yeah, absolutely. Dream the, the Dream Theater album is like it sounds like a Dream Theater record and Jordan's sounds like a Jordan chaos madness experimental wired yeah. for madness what you know every <laughs> pulling out every not you know yeah. pulling out all the stops and stuff and yeah i think i also agree it would have served to to have like a totally different artistic style for the videos than and and but no offense and, to and, wayne's work. no no absolutely not but it, uh, i would also say uh, to put it out like a couple of months apart from the from from the band, of, ah, okay. uh, from, from the album of your main band. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're two different record labels. Yeah. Um, Mascot is releasing Jordan's new album, and of yeah, course, Inside right. Out did the Dream Theater album. I, I, I you never know what's behind these. I'm going to ask him. Decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to ask him. <laughs> yeah, because it's a good question. Like, why would they come out around the same time? Um, uh, but it's a nine-minute song or a ten-minute song, and funny thing is, it has a lyrics video, but there's there's no no lyrics until minute nine, yeah. <laughs> nine minutes thirty seconds in or something, right? Just the last bit. Uh, so, uh, but it's uh, it's a crazy instrumental journey to arrive there. Mm. It's it's a cool song. Absolutely. Yeah, it's packed. It's packed full yeah. of With instruments really and people diff, and, diff, diff, and different styles throughout yeah. the song, but but it flows really great. Yeah. Uh, cool stuff. Uh, yeah. I I believe you have watched it. We don't we, we, we Yeah, we're so, yeah. We yeah. can we so can move on. We can move on. Um so we opened the show today with some world music from Dead Can Dance. Now we have some more World music mixed with metal, Tanger Cavalry from um, Mongolia. And this one actually popped up in my Facebook uh, timeline through a sponsored ad. Yeah, I was just going to say, I saw this ad this morning, I think. <laughs> or, or I just see like people, po like other websites reposting like, Mongolian metal, so cool, you know, like... Yeah, I mean they've been they've been around for a while, and I yeah. think I remember that the 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 main guy who's um, um, how do you say pseudonym pseudonym yeah. pseudonym uh, is Nature. Ah, okay, and I think he kind of disbanded Tango Cavalry like two years ago, and then one year ago he said he's gonna do more music. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too deep into that stuff i knew there they were around for for quite a while or he was putting out music uh under that moniker for 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 some time already and yeah he has a new album lined up called northern memory out in april 20 and that was the video um is for the song my sky and it's like a mix of mongolian nature and you know those uh Horses running around in the nature, yeah. <laughs> in the Mongolian steppe, <laughs> right? And 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 some some performance uh, bits thrown in there. 
Yeah. Yeah, cool. Unique uh, world metal stuff, I would say. Um, I'm moving on to uh, some post-rock slash metal. Uh, I guess more post-rock. Um, and the label, the to-go-to label uh, uh, for post all, all things post is probably Pelagic Records. Where are they based? In Berlin. They're in Berlin. And the, you know who's the main guy? No. He's uh, Robin Stapps from the, also the main mastermind from the ocean. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We're going to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, let's just... Let's, let's move on. Move on, but... Uh, um, yeah, so we have Lost in Kiev from Paris, not Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, last last uh, time or two two times two shows ago, I don't remember. We had the the title track, the video for the title track of the upcoming album Persona, and yeah, this time the next single it was Life Looper, and that was a performance video. Yeah, pretty cool post rock stuff. Check it out. Um, next up, we have another cool Facebook discovery. Because it's a Danish band, and I was shown this um, the post for this video because Nikolai from Vola liked this band. Ah, okay. It says Nikolai from Vola liked this band, and then so they, you must like this band. Yeah, probably. And it's a cool band. They called Isbjörk, and they're, uh, they they describe their music as piano prog. It's like yeah. heavy prog. It's, it's heavy, um, like heavy rock, heavy prog, yeah. um, with with the um, distinct piano uh, in the in the focus. Um, okay, like a piano, like like an acoustic piano, like hard in the mix, playing yeah. the guitar lines, kind of thing. Um, not necessarily, but but more piano than your average uh, heavy prog rock band. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the album's called Iridescent, out on April twenty sixth as well and the song is called the curtains slowly rise really cool stuff and um yeah like a couple of days after i discovered the video and although i already put it lined it up for today today's show they actually sent us a video uh, an email they actually sent us an email to the prog space account uh-huh. asking if we can if we want to want to uh, cover the cover it with a with a with a review and if you could mention it in a podcast maybe so oh, okay. <laughs> hey well here's your, here's your mention <laughs> yeah cool i'll check that out thanks for the uh thanks dario and thanks nikolai for yeah, for liking <laughs> isbjerg um yeah and another cool uh lyrics video coming up um that one is from lonely robert not lo- lonely Robert. Robert. <laughs> lonely Robert. Poor, poor Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Actually, the uh, director of my choir I'm going later to is called Robert. Oh. <laughs> so it's his new video or what? <laughs> no. Uh, he's not lonely. Uh, I think. Is it just him singing a cappella? No. That would make sense. Uh, lonely Robert. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually John Mitchell. Uh, okay. John Mitchell's project. All right, we just watched How Bright is the Sun from Lonely Robot, not Lonely Robert, <laughs> as Dario would like us to believe. <laughs> this is a bit of a, not a super group, dare I say, but there's some some big names in yeah. the lineup. 
I mean, it's the brainchild of John Mitchell, yeah. um, mostly known for his work in Arena and also Frost um, oh, yeah. and all these bands. And yeah, Craig Blundell from Stephen Wilson Band on yep. the drums. And it is going to be, the album is called Under the Stars, Under Stars, without the Under Stars. <laughs> Out on April 26th on Inside Out Music. And it is going to be the third and final part of the Lonely Robot Trilogy. And I'm pretty jealous because you get to go see Arena on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Mitchell is, is John Mitchell is amazing. He's uh, It just needs to touch his guitar and it sings. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I mean, Arena is, is kind of di different... Different style and approach, uh, still with 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 a lot of those Clive Nolan organ yeah, yeah. stuff and and Paul Manzi's powerful voice, but uh, um, yeah, um, John Mitchell's solo stuff on Lonely Robert also always has this beautiful melancholy to it, which I really like. Yeah, and so yeah, like in the song, how bright is the sun? It's yeah. dre it's dreamy and melancholic. Yeah, it's great. And the video is like animated video of people sitting in satellites staring into the sun, which we decided they're going to find out pretty fast how bright it is <laughs> if they keep staring at it. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Murath. Yeah, cool. So we just watched the new My Wrath. It was a live performance uh, video from, I guess, the new record, but it was like a live... So wait, so this was a live performance of a song that's not out yet. Absolutely, they they the yeah. audience really loved it, <laughs> considering they <laughs> may not actually know the song. Yeah, the, it was actually filmed in the arena or amphitheater of Carthage, Carthago mm -hmm. in German. I don't know how the the city is called in in English, um, like uh, like Carthage. Carthage. We call it yeah, Carthage. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, huge arena. Uh, I love those guys. They're yeah. they're amazing. They're they're doing their thing and they're doing it well. They're the. I'm I'm a little bit uh, sad from time to time that they're not as proggy anymore as they they were on the first album. Oh, okay. Um, um, but but it's still great stuff. Like unique stuff that that like symphonic metal with a with a oriental. Um, Tunisian twist to it. Do you feel like it's bit it's become a little bit more power metal-y? Because yeah, this to me has more like a power metal kind of definitely, feel. definitely. At least at like, least with the last album Legacy, with the white one. Um mm. and the the songs have become more more straightforward and and uh, simpler arrangement. Not not maybe the arrangement that they they um we're recording always with live, um, with with real orchestra and real string stuff, and yep. of course. But um, um, and there you want to get the song structure. Uh, structures is, is are more more traditional, maybe more yeah, more simple. But then I guess you also, I mean, maybe in the songwriting itself, you know, if you also incorporate a bunch of different instrument elements that are not part of a normal four or five piece yeah, all band all that percussion stuff then yeah. you have to leave quite a lot of room i think in the arrangement and in the the writing you know to to have all of that too you know yeah 
Just my. They're 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 still thought. amazing, and um, um, a funny thing was they actually uh, went on tour to kind of support this album one one year ago already. The oh, yeah. tour was called Shahili, and yep. the new album is called Shahili, and it's only out uh, May third. May third through Ear Music actually. So yeah. I'm 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 really happy to see this band grow. Um, the first uh, first time I've seen them at Pro Power, like probably eight nine years ago, and um, yeah, wow. one of those bands when you see them first at small, uh, like in the earlier afternoon from a festival or at the really small club, and then you see them over the years growing, and that's like with Lepros and Hake, and it's yeah. so cool to and. and Fills me with my heart with joy to see them grow and, <laughs> yeah. and grow their audience and getting bigger and getting recognition for what they do. Yeah. Cool. Moving on, I see you have the new Arch Mateos yeah. duo. I haven't heard this. Well, I mean, I know some of their older, they've done this before. They've this done this. Or, yeah. They've done this before. And I have to say, I'm, I was. I was really disappointed with this song. Oh no. The song is called Straight and Narrow from their upcoming second album, Winter Ethereal, out on May 10th through Metal Blade. And well, they the first thing they did was actually the Tron Arch EP with Mike Portnoy and drums and stuff. That was like from 2002 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, with this, the half an hour EP, just two songs. Yeah. Um, this was great. Mind blowing yeah, songs. It's a great album. Uh, then when they did the Archmathias album, the first one, um, uh, Sympathetic Resonance, I loved it. It was, they they always had this this deep emotional stuff inside. And well, the new song is a great heavy metal song, straightforward heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And it f- features again, uh, Bobby Yarzombek on drums. Um uh, like, like uh, he's also playing Phase Warning for a couple of years now, of course, and um, Steve DiGiorgio on bass, and the Take album on the album here. There's even Mark Zonder, oh, who wow. used to play yeah, in Phase Warning, and Joey DBAs, who also yeah. used to play in Phase Warning on bass. Um, Sean Malone from Cynic actually wow. plays some bass, and I think Thomas Lang on drums. So it's crazy. Uh, crazy uh, musicians, and I'm um, I'm anxious to find out if uh, there's uh, more, more more emotional coming. emotional stuff on that album. That it it's a cool metal song. It's, it's straightforward metal. Yeah, yeah. But with that, but that with that like caliber of players, you're you're hoping for something more. Yeah. Not so straight. Maybe yeah, something especially more. the the also uh, John Arch is, is like a really fine lyricist, uh, digging deep into his emotions and stuff. So, but the, I, I I've checked actually checked the um, uh, the album tracklist and there's there's few longer st- songs with with really intriguing titles. So, yeah. I'm pretty positive about that. That that w- maybe that was just the record label that said <laughs> the single that's gonna be the single because it's straightforward metal yeah anyway next okay. up we have uh um yeah some psychedelic rock um 
Legends from Gong. Have you ever heard about them? Mm-mm. Tell me more, Dario. Um, so actually the founder and main man from Gong died a couple of years ago uh, from cancer, if I remember correctly. David Allen was his name, I think. Um, no, but he he specifically said that the guys should continue with the band, and they have also a kind of new frontman in Carvus Turabi, um, and who was also with the Cardiacs and and some some of that British stuff. Um, I've seen Gong live uh, at Lorelei a couple of th- uh, years ago, mm-hmm. and. I really liked all those trippy um psychedelic instrumental uh parts but the parts that were more traditional songs like with the, with this guy was singing and stuff that was not that much that that my kind of stuff I don't know um and I just thought I I'd include it uh, it's all uh, the new album the universe also collapses is going to be out to May tenth on K-Scope, so there's I mean, it's, it's definitely K-Scope, yeah. is 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 definitely a band. Uh, I mean, the band I think they're probably from the seventies, uh, so doing uh, psychedelic prog stuff. Um, so they're veterans of the genre. Yeah. Um, and for the song, the elemental they. Made a radio edit actually. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why. Why? Why would you do <laughs> that, nowadays? Do that kind of right? music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Radio edit and, exactly. Which radio station? They they have a trippy animated visualization video for that. Okay. Um, yeah. Next up, we have a another Long Branch Records release mm, that is from this band Borders. The album's called Purify, coming March 10, and the. Song Nothing to Lose is another really cool um, um, graphic uh, uh, um, style video um, without lyrics. I think we should watch it because I really like the style. It's We talked about this band before. I said that, um, well, all that screaming and stuff is not really my kind, uh, but, but it's cool music and uh, the video is definitely really cool. Yeah, so lyric video for Borders, nothing no. to lose. Or not really lyrics. Graphic video. Yeah. There was no, it, no there was, there was no, no lyrics. No <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> but yeah, cool style and the like the the color of the artwork, this yellow yeah. was uh like the monochromatic theme going on. Like a cool style, cool um yeah. Um heavy Metalcore prog, yeah, proggy metalcore, yeah, quite quite catchy. Uh, even though they don't have uh, melodic vocals, but yeah, the, the, the guitar lick is really catchy. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah, cool, cool stuff. Um, we're gonna have uh, some more Long Branch later. Some even more um, unusual for this show, but we, we're gonna come to this in a bit. Um, just a quick shout out to Björn Rees, the guitarist from uh, Norwegian prog rockers Airbag. He's coming out with his new solo album, A Storm is Coming, through Charisma Records. 
and he put out a song Stormwatch, which is actually a 14-minute song. Um, well, it's really, really relaxed prog rock, <laughs> and there's not much happening, actually. So um, if you want something energetic, this is probably not the, the um, album to go to, but if you want something beautiful and relaxed, then you can listen to Bjorn Rees. Um, cool. And yeah, I'm happy that we act actually today we can watch and listen together to the new Port Noir single because yeah. last time I was uh, I I would have loved to talk to you about that new song, which was kind of weird, poppy in a way that I couldn't quite wrap my head around it, or and I didn't really know if I liked it. Um, the previous single, but. The new right. single, Champagne, I thought it was pretty cool with the synth stuff going on. We talked about the the last one was the one that had the sort of Beastie Boys thing, right? Yeah, that that was that is not really my thing. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah interesting choice. Yeah, let's check out Champagne. <laughs> so Dario just discovered the spelling failure in the lyric video from Port Noir. Uh, but we're we're not going to say what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you all you can go and watch the video and see which word is actually yeah. not spelled correctly. Uh, okay, so that's the third single, I guess, from the new album that's coming out on Inside Out on May tenth. The new routine is the name of the album. Um, cool song, cool with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's my take I, I agree with you on like the whole synthy thing and I, I I think I what I don't really connect to is the this the is the vocals and it's not not that he can't sing because he's yeah. like a great singer and it's, and it's like poppy and melodic but I think that's what I that's and, what doesn't capture me is that it that it somehow lyrically and the way that the vocals sound, I don't know. Speak to like a different genre for me, like like yeah. a far away genre that's yeah. more about I don't know, living in L.A. and like <laughs> partying in a limo and stuff. Some something about it feels like that to me. Well, the song is called Champagne, so maybe, yeah, maybe this is, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, no, but with this song, it worked for me. With the with yep. a Beastie Boys like song, it didn't. So it. it it on 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 one hand they, they they try to be modern and but they're also quite nineties oriented. I liked the Beastie Boys song the best. I think okay. the first one that came out because it had these great riffs and yeah. it was just kind of weird that they had this they used the same <laughs> vocal line you know, um, but that that to me was the most rocking of the songs. And then yeah. the second one had this cool bass like bass intro like the second Port Noir song from next second single had this cool like kind of fuzz bass kickoff mm -hmm. but then somehow in the melodies uh, for me it gets a little bit too pop I guess and this is a lot different than the than the, the okay. debut album from Century yeah, I, I yeah. still yeah, ask yeah, myself absolutely. why they're yeah. on on Inside Out but should, I mean should, 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 they would fit better it's in, at Super Bowl but I don't know if yeah. Super Bowl is still around. I mean, yeah, that's um, that's that's a good question because uh, it's been a while since I've seen anything. I mean, I think the band is 
the I think the first album is not that like uh, inside out prog either because it, it's a very modern thing. So yeah. in that regard, I I like what the guys do. Somehow, I I just because the label, I get like confused by. Is is this supposed to is this supposed to be progressive? Well, rock? You, you, you're gonna you're gonna get even more confused when we, <laughs> when we uh, take a quick listen to the next band. Uh, they are also on Long Branch Records. Um, they're called Siamese, and the song is called Bananas. Yeah, so that was rather bananas stereo. <laughs> um, but what is this music? I, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, so the, the it's re- on the where this is the prog show. <laughs> what is re- that prog music? Not really, but the reason I I included this um, was actually they were playing at Techfest UK, and a couple of my friends were there, and they're usually only into like super technical death metal and brutal double bass shit, and they said they really like this show, and I thought I mean it's party prog if yeah. it's anything you know it's like. Party, party time! Like, like, like metal, metal coreish riffs with like super um, auto tune, like uh, pop, uh, yeah, melodies over it. Yeah, it's it's no, it's not prog. It's just it's bananas. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I could compare it to another song, I w- I could think of like um, Epic from Faith No More. Remember yeah. Epic from Faith No More yeah. also didn't really fit in the genre world. I can't believe I'm comparing this to Faith No More right now. <laughs> How dare I? Um, but that that music also like was like kind of metal, but then took this other kind of approach, um, this like arena approach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see why people like it. It's certainly fun to like party to, but sometimes I think for me. That that modern sound um, that I hear from other genres t- takes something away from for it for me. Maybe it's some kind of genuineness or some kind of. I mean, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's this kind of bland pop um, melodies. Yeah, that. Um, I feel like I can go looks- shopping at H and M to this music. You know, yeah. this is. And, <laughs> It doesn't challenge me. It's just party. And in the video, it's obviously about a party, you know? Yeah. Everybody's singing the song and, like, partying. And, I mean, the shit is bananas, as they say in the video. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean... Now for something completely different, <laughs> I would say. Completely different. <laughs> okay. I think we're, uh, we're on, the, we're on the, uh, the, the, the finish line is approaching. We're almost done yes. for today. Um, and we have actually the... We started out with um, Dead Can Dance, and then in the middle we had Tango Cavalry, and now we have another folk uh, project here, a Danish um, group called Heilung, uh, which is German, actually, or German-Germanic word for, for healing. And they put out a new song called Norupo from their upcoming out, um, Cap Alon from their upcoming <laughs> album. There was a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From their upcoming album, Futa, about the the mm, runes, yeah, the rune alphabet. Uh-huh. Um, out on Season of Mist on June 28th. And, well, have you ever heard these Heilung guys? No. Um, 
I've seen their live show on Summer Breeze last year. And uh, in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the oh, morning. Oh, wow, cool. And it's it's like totally crazy. It's like, uh, it, it, I don't know if I can call this music, but it's certainly weird and trippy and... Um, yeah, like I, you don't need any drugs if you <laughs> listen to that. So they draw okay. their their inspiration from like um, Viking times and stuff, or pre prehistoric times. Hmm. Uh, really cool stuff. We 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 actually got time. We can we can have a listen. Yeah, let's listen to it then. Yeah, this is a really cool um, folky dark music and i'm not surprised that it's on season of mist because they are really eclectic and you know it's it's hard to call everything that they do like metal you know even though they yeah. have a lot of metal of course the roots are in metal but they also really branch out into this more i mean calling it progressive is maybe not the right term really it's more just open-minded and you know broad yeah. you know like yeah. reaching into other places and finding dark music i i wonder you mentioned that they played at summer breeze and you yeah. saw them and i mean if i think about like when i'm thinking about my own band like like our path like what are we gonna do how are we gonna like get from this place to that place you know in terms of a the career of a band yeah and I mean, if I had a band like this, the last place I think I would be playing is a summer breeze. You know, it's like how it's funny how it it kind of is in the metal genre, although there's nothing really metal about it, except it's clear that, yeah, metal fans can appreciate runes and Viking, you know, lore and stuff. And so it fits in this way, but not yeah. from a sonic uh, yeah. perspective. And True. I think. I mean, I mean what do you, what's your take on yeah, that? Yeah, the, the, there's there's I think there's a lot of connections between this kind of music and and uh, a metal, even though they might not be that obvious, um, because I think a lot of people can appreciate both, and we have like similar bands like uh, Vard Runa and uh, the um, collaboration between the. Uh, uh, Einar Selvig and Ivar Björnsson Hugsia and Skugsia. Uh, so we have guys from Enslaved and 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 so doing this kind of music, right? Um, so yeah, I think there's always been that connection, and um, it I, I I see a little bit of a revival or renaissance of it um, with bands like Heilung and and Vardruna and the, that collaboration of Einar Selvig and Ivan uh, Björnsson. It's funny because it's kind of a subgenre on its own that doesn't, that's not, you know, really rooted in the sonics of heavy metal, but maybe more in the imagery and maybe the places where heavy metal maybe really comes from, yeah. you know, at least if you think of like Northern Europe, Scandinavian heavy metal, and the connection to yeah the Vikings or you know the old Germanic you know, yeah. cultures and stuff yeah so it's kind of more rooted in you know it doesn't sound like Man of War but it's rooted in the things that <laughs> Man of War comes from you know yeah. what I mean? in a weird way which yeah. by the way Man of War played uh, 
two nights ago or so in in Munich, and I was on my did, way home. Did they? Oh my! From uh, from from meeting with Kai, and it was just like Manowar fans all over the trains, which was cool. <laughs> I I, I kind of yeah. regret having never seen Manowar, but at this stage, I don't really care about. Yeah, I think there was a farewell to it anyway. So it, yeah, that, that's what I that mean. That train has passed. <laughs> the train, literally, I was on the train uh, with them, but um, yeah, I, I think this is kind of a fan, fan fantastic sub genre topic that maybe we could even talk about more in depth because I feel like I kind of want to know more and just my my mind wants to grasp like how a band like this plays at Summer Breeze yeah and the where those people were going come. crazy yeah I'm sure I mean <laughs> I mean the same is true for like if you go into the other direction artists like um Igor ah so I mean, Igor, Igor is another kind of um, not metal band, but that has like more sonically metal relations, but it comes more from an electronic yeah. place. Yeah, like breakcore, breakcore, uh, yeah, exactly. They call Bar- baroque core, <laughs> broke core, baroque core, uh, baroque core. I think uh, was the original yeah. uh, stuff. I mean, uh, like a friend of mine who used to like do drum and bass DJing and who's really into like drum and bass music originally turned me on Igor several years ago, long before there was a connection to, to the, the metal world. The metal world, yes. And so when the new album came out on Metal Blade or whatever that was... Yeah. Uh, or was, Season of Mist. <laughs> or Season of Mist, I, I can't remember. But then it was like, oh, Igor's a metal band now? And, uh, and they're playing the festivals and stuff. It's like yeah. so funny that that the path of like music tastes somehow yeah. wind around. Uh, there, there's There's... Oh, there's also this German guy who used to play in a German prog metal core band called Dioramic, who is now a Grammy winner electronic music uh-huh. guy. I don't remember his name. I have to check. I have to look him up. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's and because of that, the band is not anymore. <laughs> Because he's uh, busy yeah, with other stuff. Yeah, he's busy winning <laughs> Grammys. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. So I and think Heilung is playing Wacken this year, so yeah. There. Which yeah. makes total sense <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. On, the, on the imagery and the like culture of it all. But it's yeah. just, it's, it's, I mean, it's nice. It's nice that the, you know, that metal is not what it used to be and that it can be so diverse and, and also, yeah. Anyway, I'm done talking about that. Dario, bring it home. We have one song left for today. The Nighttime Project. Have you ever heard about them? No. So then we're going to listen to it, and then you tell me of which bands you are reminded of. Okay, The Nighttime Project with the song Anti-Meridian coming out June 28th on an album called Pale Season. And what is this label? D.B. Moore Mortis. Oh, yes. And, well, the founding guy from the Nighttime Project is actually Frederick Norman, who used to play with Catatonia. Yeah, and this is very, very <laughs> Catatonia-esque. Yes. Uh, beautiful stuff. And the, the video is actually uh, was already released like one year ago. Oh. But I just got an email... Uh, about the album release, so I thought we could talk about it. Yes, and, and I got reminded of it, and yeah, I think it's the second album from the 
nighttime project. First one was was cool and um well it's beautiful catatonia-esque stuff yeah <laughs> and i noted uh, that the youtube channel that shared it was like a film company so maybe it was like the animation company did yeah. the song for them and put it on their channel because yeah. it was their own work uh yeah. you don't and see I, that very I, often I, but I, I think they're the um there's also an audio only version on youtube on frederick norman's private channel so okay. it, I, I, I think the band doesn't even have a proper youtube Home channel base, yeah, so like, um okay uh, they they could could do a bit uh better in the pr department i think just to clear um, up confusion from yeah. people watching and not understanding where things come from but i mean the music's cool dark yeah catatonia like like you noted fat bass sounds yeah. nice rhythm section Dreamy guitars and yeah, very post-apocalyptic feeling. Atmospheric, yeah. atmospheric. So yeah, yeah, I like this dark stuff. Yeah, me too. Dario, I think that's our week. I mean, um, there's there's one topic I wanted to talk about with you. Um, oh boy! Uh, no, it's not not. Uh, it, it's just interesting to to share thoughts about it. Uh, I mean, I sent you the link that. Um, uh, Periphery leaked their album like in uh, answering the like in response to the their album being leaked. Uh, what, yeah. what, what's your take on that? Do you think it's a good move by them or? Um, I mean, the only reason it would be a bad move if, is if they've lost a bunch of money as a result. But um, I assume that they don't feel like they lose that much money by leaking it because maybe that's not where they get their income, which is totally plausible because nobody, not many people buy CDs and records um, anymore. So it seemed like um, in the article you said that they were like, oh, the, you have to do a workaround because the, maybe the digital distributor wasn't allowing it, it was being blocked in like Germany at the time, I think. So we couldn't watch it on YouTube here because SME, who's probably the distributor or the or so in, in Europe, blocked it because it shouldn't be out yet. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little bit weird, you know, because it's like... Um, it was a decision from the band. Yeah, that yeah. like maybe is a breach of a contract even with... The distributor, you know, I don't know what they're, yeah. so I mean, I can't say what that is because I, I've not, have not uh, done, been a part of those negotiations, so I don't <laughs> know what the, what the rules yeah. are. I mean, you know, what is, what could, I could see as being frustrating for a label or for somebody like that is like if they've spent a lot of money in, in PR and, and hyping it up and getting it ready and um, to, for a particular release date and then the band kind of jumps the gum, gun and and does it themselves. Yeah. This is maybe a little, I mean, maybe not a great move, but businessly and business-wise, ethically, you know, like to to sabotage your partner in a way okay, uh, yeah. with this. Um, but I don't know where the relationship is, you know? I mean, you don't, maybe they didn't care, but I mean, somebody stands to lose some money. So, I mean, the reality is, is um, yeah, I, I mean, not to bring my band up again, but our album also leaked the day 
the day after it was out, I think. Yeah. I mean, I found like I was just trying to see if there was any press floating around, and I Googled, and like the fourth listing on Google was like some ra- Russian site that had pirated the album, and you could download it. And I mean, it's like that fast. Wow. So I mean. That's excellent. Of course, that doesn't hurt our sales because <laughs> you know there weren't that yeah. many sales to begin with. But a band like Periphery, yeah. um, who's been around a long time and has a lot of albums, I mean, yeah. But I mean, the band made that decision. Um, I don't know if there's been any follow up news, unless you've heard anything. But no. I would be curious to know. I mean, in sure. a way, it's kind of. I mean, for I think from a fan and listening point of view, it's kind of a cool thing. Like, ah, uh, yeah, they bucked the system and leaked it themselves but at the same time it's a little bit like um a similar topic is that devin townsend walked back his notion of stealing music or not paying for stuff and um and in his um and in, in his walk back he said that you know a lot of people came to him and said you know you you hurt a lot of other people by saying that because um they listened to you and they do what you say, and then other people are getting hurt by the, that thing. So he felt the consequences by, you know, not setting the right example for... Yeah, I read that article as well. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, I guess this feels like, with the periphery guys, this could be a moment where at first it might seem cool, but at the same time, there could it could be some kind of validation of piracy Yeah. Um, in some weird way, and maybe that doesn't the young people that they really reach because they they definitely have a younger fan base yeah maybe they won't connect uh connect with that really means and maybe it, in a way it chips away even more at the value of music True. i don't know it's a different to- uh, it's a difficult topic um not different yeah. um, um but a different uh thing that just came to mind as well I saw the news yesterday that uh, King Crimson actually finally decided to put up their discography yep. uh, for streaming on the streaming side, like like Spotify and Deezer and whatnot. Yep, I read this um, as well. Everybody gives in eventually. Stephen Wilson also held out for a long time from streaming, yeah. and then all of a sudden he wrote a big uh, article on Facebook about why streaming is good. And I mean, this it's inevitable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if 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 you want to be heard, you have to be uh, able to find some music and yeah. to to check it out. Um, I actually it comes to mind. Um, do you know the band or the project My Soliloquy from Pete Morton, ex uh, Threshold second guitarist with long red hair. I, I don't know and no not not well, um, so he has three albums out I think and uh, none of them you can find on YouTube or on on, on Spotify and anywhere this is so, why I don't know it yeah, yeah. So, and um, yeah I was never able to really check it out um, so maybe he has some single video singles or songs on YouTube but. Uh, I had always had the feeling it's hard to find the music to 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 check it just check it out and have a listen. Yeah. Um, a, apart from go into the um, the record shop and and try it out try it out there if you can if you find it there and if they have the CD player where you can check it. So that was kind of bit yeah. The, it's also become a like a cultural um, p- 
point of reference. If if somebody tells you about a new band, you know, you immediately reach for your phone and go to Spotify or Apple Music and like type it in. I mean, this is what I do. If somebody yeah. says, oh, you should check out, oh, let me check that out. Yeah. It's a little bit like YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. You go to YouTube and check out the band and if, if there's... If there's nothing there, then um, yeah, it's a little you, bit. You'll, uh, you'll forget about it, and yeah, yeah. I just sold uh, my CD collection of about a thousand CDs, yeah. and I went through them and like checked before I sold them to see which albums were not on Spotify, for instance, or Apple Music. And there were quite a lot from the old days, and I mean they're mostly from bands who aren't together anymore. So yeah. you know they probably were out of the game before the digital thing happened, but still like great albums that, um, as physical you know as physical copies you know disappear, people may not ever hear that. Like for instance, Digital Ruin, yeah, um, great band from New Hampshire, I want to say uh, who. Made made two albums, one of which is very Operation Mindcrime. This is ah. also one of my Mindcrime influence records. Listen, I think it's yeah. called. Um, and um, I also think uh, you know people won't discover that great band, you know, because it's not on on streaming. From what I from what I saw, at least the 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 first album wasn't. Yeah. So. I don't know what the answer is for Hail Stan. Should it have leaked? It's out now, right? I mean, everybody's talking about it now. There's a lot of controversy around it in general, and maybe the band is is happy for that controversy. So, yeah. uh, all 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 PR is good PR. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dario. I guess that's it for the week. Wrapping it up. Um, it could be that next week we have a special in-between episode happening, um, but we can't promise anything. And if it don't happen, then you didn't, then that didn't happen. But if it does, <laughs> you'll know what it is. <laughs> All right. See you next time, buddy. See you next time. Prog out. Prog. Prog in. Prog. Prog away. The Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prog Space, is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. <laughs>